ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, January 23rd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. For the next hour, we're going to get your text in. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've also got a new feature we're going to start testing out on our app. If you haven't downloaded our app yet, all you have to do is go to your app store and you can download our app. You can listen to the radio station. You can get podcasts through our app. We've got a new feature that's called a shout-out. And what that is, if you want to send me a shout-out throughout the day, I'll be able to play that back on the show. So if you want to drop me a, a comment on things that I want you to talk about, say, for example, hey, what do you think about the Bengals win against Buffalo? You could leave me a shout-out now on our app. That's pretty cool. So all you have to do is, if you don't have it already, the best way to get it is you go to WRVC.com. we got the links to the stores right there, so you can download it from our website. And you can also search the app store for our radio station apps. And the developer, I find it easier so you can get all the radio station apps at once. It's Fifth Avenue Broadcasting is the uh, is the best way to search for our apps. And what that does is let you download, say, if you want to listen to 93.7 The Dog. Sometimes we can't carry the Marshall game because we've got NFL action. Well, you still want to hear the game. You can get the 93.7 The Dog app there as well. And you can listen to the game if you're listening to the stream. So it's really cool. Check it out. Go to our go to our website, wrvc.com. You can download the app. You can stream the show anytime. We got the podcast going to the app as well, so you can listen to the podcast in the app. It's pretty cool. So text line, back to the original thought here, is open. Again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Yesterday, it was a glorious day. The Cincinnati Bengals. Facing off against the Buffalo Bills. And you know what? It was fun because, let's be honest with you, some people didn't give Joe Burrow and the Bengals a chance here. And remember the last time these two teams started to face off before the game got shut down, tragically, but still had to be shut down? Well, it started to feel like that right off the bat with the Cincinnati Bengals going to work as Joe Burrow found Jamar Chase and made it 7 er, nothing early in that first quarter. So I just wanted to set the record straight. And unfortunately, I don't have that audio cut for you. So we'll get that for you here in just a moment. Until then, you can text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we've got the Bengals beating the Bills 27 to 10. That was uh, that was fun yesterday. So now what happens? We've got the Bengals once again taking on Patrick Mahomes. Are you ready for that? I think we are all are. Are you ready for that? Because here's the thing. It's back in Kansas City. We don't know the health just yet of Patrick Mahomes with that ankle injury. Is he going to be okay? I think they're going to probably take that day to day. I don't think that's going to ultimately be the thing that maybe loses the game for Kansas City. But at the same time, things are looking good for the Bengals right now. I would rather have a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes 
for the Bengals just to legitimize that win even further. But even if a, a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes is playing, I think that the Bengals are going to win that one, 100%. I mean, right now, for me, it's it's the Bengals winning that game. I, I don't think there's going to be any question. Now, if Kansas City does get past Joe Burrow, and now remember this, Joe Burrow has bested Mahomes three straight times. So the Bengals are feeling pretty confident about what they've been able to do against Kansas City. And you have a not 100% Patrick Mahomes. Now, he's, of course, a big deal. And we're going to see what he can do a little bit more injured. He's going to be out there. He's going to play. I mean, come on. He's a gamer. He's, he's going to play. There is no question in my mind that he is not going to be ready to go. He might be in pain, but I think he's going to play through it. We'll see how effective he is. That might limit his mobility. I mean, give a shout-out to that Bengals defense as well. If you watched that game yesterday or you listened to that Bengals defense – was pretty good. They limited Buffalo to 10 points. Now, Buffalo was able to move the ball here and there. I wasn't expecting it just to be three and out the entire game, but still, the Bengals maybe should have had some more points on the board, statistically ran over the Buffalo Bills. So we've got that game coming up for you next Sunday. We're going to have the NFC and AFC championships right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And also on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. So we've got everything coming up this weekend. We're going to also have the Super Bowl for you. So if you are unable to watch it, we got you covered. If you're going to be out and about on Super Bowl Sunday, if you're going to be somewhere where you're not going to be in front of a TV, that's okay. We've got you covered. We'll have that game for you. And again, that's going to be here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and also on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So we're going to deep dive into the Bengals a little bit more. Also, the Thundering Herd on the road this weekend, getting a victory in overtime against Arkansas State. So we're going to do that as well. We'll hear from Tavion Kenzie. Tavion Kenzie, not out there That first half got into early foul trouble. Second half, though, and the overtime made a statement. So we'll talk about that. And we'll get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open now, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You get your comments and texts in. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. Welcome back. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Bengals win yesterday, 27-10. Again, you heard right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And it was fun to watch. It was also fun to listen to, especially when the Bengals took the lead early, Joe Burrow finds Jamar Chase, makes it 7 to nothing. T. Higgins out wide to the left. Shotgun snap. Short drop by Burrow. The pressure comes from the left. He throws oh, it the middle. Baby. Caught at the Get nine. In. Chase straight ahead nice. into the end zone. Nice. Touchdown on the opening drive for Cincinnati. A 28-yard throw. 28-yard throw. Bengals on the board, 7 nothing. They were not done in that fourth quarter. 
check that. They were not done in the fourth quarter. They were not done in that first quarter as well as Joe Burrow later would find Hayden Hurst to make the score 14-0 after the point after. Joe waits for the shotgun snap. He catches. Pump fakes to the right. Oh, got throws to the got end him. zone. It is caught <laughs> by Hayden Hurst. Touchdown. <laughs> Bengals. Burrow sucked the Bills in with the pump fake, and Hayden Hurst was wide open at the goal line. Now, give the Bills credit. The Bills would score. The Bills would make this a contest or at least put some worry into maybe some Bengals fans that they were going to not go away quietly. But at one point, we knew it was a foregone conclusion this game was over, including a one-yard run from Joe Mixon to make the score 24-10 in the fourth quarter. Two right on the right side. Here's the snap. Give us to Mixon, surging for the goal line. I don't know if he got it. Shaq Lawson was right there on the goal line. Ball actually comes out late as well. No, he got it. He got it. Joe Mixon gets in. One-yard run, 24-10, fourth quarter. The Bengals win this one 27-10. Dan Horde, Bengals Radio Network with the final call. As the Bengals have said repeatedly, we are the big dogs of the AFC, and they have at least proven it against Buffalo. We'll see if they can do it for a fourth time against Kansas City next week. The final score from Orchard Park, Cincinnati, 27, Buffalo, 10. 27-10, the Bengals on the road now heading back to the AFC Championship for the second year in a row. And this time, once again, it'll be the Kansas City Chiefs and one, and I mean one really good quarterback, and Patrick Mahomes. You you can talk about Burrow beating the Chiefs three times, but KC has gotten back to the championship game, what, five times now in a row? Five times AFC championship? And KC has played for two Super Bowls with Mahomes and won one. Burrow needs to now get back to the Super Bowl and win one. And then we can start really talking about Joe Burrow being maybe the best quarterback in the NFL right now. But according to Bengals coach Zach Taylor, he says his team was built for this. We're built for this. We're built for this. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about us. Uh, we don't care who's favored, who's not. Um, we're built for this, and, and uh, we're excited to go on the road to Kansas City. He's got a point. This team has faced a lot of adversity. And in the situation where the Bengals, if the Bengals would have beat the Bills in that regular season game that didn't get played, the Bengals would have hosted. That's right, the Bengals would have played host to the Buffalo Bills. But I kind of like the Bengals going in, little, little swagger, a little chip on, on the collective shoulder of these players. I like that. I, I want this team to be nasty. They were physical with Buffalo. They came out in an established dominance early. They ran the ball well. They threw the ball well. No questions about that offensive line. You were thinking, okay, how can they protect Joe Burrow? How can they keep him upright? Uh, No problems there. And this was the team that preseason, this was the preseason favorite. It was almost as if the Bills were crowned the next Super Bowl champion. No. They're a team right now that's uh, probably going to try to do some soul-searching. The Bengals, on the other hand, right back at it, hopefully can punch it in another time. We're going to see this for years to come. you got to get past. Now, if you're in the AFC and the playoffs, you're probably going to have to get past 
the Bengals and the Chiefs. Maybe in that order, maybe not. But how do you get back to the Super Bowl? Well, you're going to have to go through Joe Burrow, and you're going to have to go through Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to see this for a long time to come. I love it. I love every moment of it, and it's because of Joe Burrow. And Zach Taylor, after the game, talked about Joe. Here's a quarterback. You know, you might think he's got a little swagger to him. He's just cool, calm, and collect. He goes out there. He's confident. He's not arrogant, but he's confident, and he's calm. you got a big-time game. You're in the snow. You're in the elements. You're in the situation where the fans are on you. The fans in Buffalo are, are great. They get into it. They're passionate. They're on top of you. They're a great fan base, and it's a great atmosphere. And Joe Burrow just went in there, and he was calm, cool, and collect. And that's something that Zach Taylor talked about, him just being calm in these games. He's the greatest. He does a great job leading this team, managing the situations. The bigger the moment gets, uh, the more calmer he gets, and the team feeds off of that. And uh, it's hard to run the ball in four minutes when you know that he could just throw it and get it, probably. You know, but it, it's wise to let the clock run. But he did a great job today. Oh yeah, you run the clock. That's uh, that's another thing. You have the guy that can just go down there and just throw darts, but let your offense dominate. Let your team just assert itself and dominate and that's what I loved about this game was the Bengals I wasn't worried I knew that the Bengals could go down the field I knew that the Bengals could control the clock I knew the Bengals could manage the ball and that's what this team did and some are saying that this might be the the most complete game here's what Joe Burrow had to say it was just one of their best games of the year rushing pass blocking it might be our most complete game of the season as a team. So this is their most complete game of the season, and you've heard it from Joe before, and he said it again. Last year's team got really good and made its way to the Super Bowl. He says that this team is much better than last year's team. I think our line is better. I think our run game is better. I think our defense is better. I just think our special teams is better. We're just overall a much better team than we were last year. Much better team, I agree. Now, the thing about about Joe Burrow, is he's got the right thing to say to endear himself to the fans. They love him in Cincinnati. I love him. We all do. And if you go to CincyShirts.com right now, and the reason I know this is because our, our, our intrepid news director, Bill Cornwell, shops frequently on CincyShirts.com. They've got the shirt. Joe Burrow, post-game interview on the broadcast talking about, well, I'll say this. There was a little bit of an uproar, maybe not for the Bengals directly, but there was a little bit of an uproar when the NFL decided to put season ticket holders on notice that they could go ahead and buy. I mean, this is what the two teams did. The season ticket holders got the first crack of this. They could buy tickets to a potential AFC championship game neutral site between Kansas City And Buffalo. So tickets go on sale, and they had huge demand. There were a lot of people buying these tickets. And it was going to be in Atlanta, neutral site location. And part of that was because Buffalo, uneven amount of games compared to Kansas City. If Buffalo would have beat Cincinnati, Buffalo could have been the number one seed. So Cincinnati doesn't get any relief whatsoever for not having this game. They were declared the AFC North champs. And if they would have lost to the Ravens in the final regular season matchup, they still would have been the champs, but they were going to have to flip a coin to see where this game was going to be hosted. Well, you know, you know what happened there. 
Bengals-Ravens, hard-fought battle. It's a divisional matchup still. It's always going to be a hard-fought battle. Bengals win that. And then go into Buffalo where everyone thought that the Bills would just jump on them. Probably the easiest playoff victory I've seen in a long time for the Bengals. This team should have a chip on its shoulder. It did have a chip on its shoulder because it felt like, and now I'm going to say this, to be a very passionate Bengals fan on social media on Sunday also meant that you were uh, maybe a conspiracy theorist because you felt like the NFL was against you. I, I don't know if I subscribe to that. Yes, it was a catch. Yes, that should have been a touchdown. Yes, there were a lot of things here. Yes, that was an interception. That was not a fumble. There are a lot of things that we could talk about here. I'm not going to do that. I will say this, though. When Joe was talking about, this was the postgame interview, what he said about the potential game between Kansas City and Buffalo, neutral location, it is T-shirt worthy. We talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder, everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. Better send those refunds. Get those refunds out. If you're Buffalo, hope you get your refund money. If you're Kansas City, I hope you get your refund money. Kansas City, they've got the Bengals. They've got a quarterback that we might have to keep an eye on to see how well he's going to perform on Sunday. And we've got the game right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also on our sister station, Cat Sports, 93.3 and 1340. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to talk Marshall basketball with you. The Thundering Herd getting the road win on Saturday against Arkansas State. Texter writes in and asks, did I hear this weekend that Tavion Kinsey now has played in more games than anyone at Marshall? Yes and no. Here's the deal. He's got to play Thursday. If he plays Thursday, he's got the record. He's tied right now, but he's got to play Thursday, and he will, I'm sure. I don't think there's a reason why he wouldn't. So the record stands at 143 games. Tavion Kinsey and Darius George. That's the record. If Tavion plays on Thursday, he will have played in 144 games, and Darius George will move to second with 143 games played. The times are a-changing. The guy that probably just straight up the old-fashioned way has it, and I'm not talking about extra eligibility, COVID years, or anything like this, uh, is Shaq Johnson. I just want to give him his due because he played in 134 games, and John Elmore's right behind him at 133 games. And you got C.J. Burks with 130 games. So that's your top five right now. And don't forget Ryan Taylor with 128 games. Jared West was coming up the list there. He was uh, at 126. So he could have been a little higher before he decided to, to leave. And the same with Jansen Williams and um, Skip Henderson. Here's a guy. We talked about him as being one of the all-time greats. One of the all-time greats in scoring. 2,574 points. Skip Henderson. Second all-time. He played in 125 games to get that record. In comparison, just, just I love the numbers here to talk about the numbers. Skip Henderson, 125 games. John Elmore played in 133 games. So John played in more games than Skip. And, and John's got the record at 2,638. Tavion will have played in more games than all of these guys. And guess what? 
he's going to, if he keeps up his scoring pace, he's probably going to be the top guy. So that's going to put John Elmore at number two, Skip Henderson at number three for all-time score. That's okay. Skip is a, um, he's a machine. He's also the guy who has, and, and keep this in mind, Skip right now has 1,000 field goals made. That's another number to watch out for. So uh, it's at the end of the day, your all-time greats are going to be John Elmore, Skip Henderson, John Tapp, Tavion Kinsey, and I will throw in there with respect because he was a hell of a player, Walt Wallowack. Walt Wallowack had 1,982 games. I'm sorry, points. That would be an amazing feat if you had 1,982 games in college. Don't you agree? So that's where we stand right now as far as the scoring chase we're keeping an eye on. We'll talk about that game. Marshall on the road against Arkansas State getting the victory. We'll do it when we continue with tonight's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. From our text line uh, is Skip Henderson, the all-time steals leader. He is number two. Jared West has the mark. 2,000. Man, again, I'm multiplying. My math is terrible today. I, my math is horrible. 2,254. Jared West, 254 steals. 2,000 would have been impressive, don't you think? So Jared West is number one, 254. Skip Henderson is number two with 208. The third closest to the top is David Wade, 186. Elmore's number four with 181. So that's how many steals that uh, he has. Now, Jared was more of a defensive-minded player with offensive capabilities. Skip Henderson was a, just a, a heck of a player, period. So 208, Skip scored a lot of points. Skip scored a lot of points. Uh, John Taft is um, he has 133 steals. So some of the all-time greats there, but Jared West, uh, definitely a defensive-minded player and uh, with um, – with steals, it's Jared one, skip two. Pretty good number to be in company with there. If you're uh, you're looking at one of the all-time greats, and then your name is up there in an important category. And I keep in mind they didn't keep stats uh, until the late '70s. The steal stat that wasn't kept until the late '70s. Same thing with like three-point shots. There's, you know. Assists were not kept before 1970-71, to be exact. So we don't know as far as – no, I'm sorry, that's assists. Steals were kept um, – steals were kept – let me get that back for you here. Now, um, by the way, I don't know if you knew this since I'm looking over the stats. The Southern Conference was the first NCAA league to adopt the three-point rule in 1980. And there's an interesting story I'm trying to verify on that one as far as who had the first three-point shot. Okay, it was uh, it was steals not kept until 1975-76. So records not kept until 1975-76 season. Jared West, um, he's a heck of a player. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Been fun to search through the uh, the archives here a little bit and, and kind of keep, uh, keep an eye on where some of these players are. Thundering Herd. On the road, beating Arkansas State in overtime, 
Tavion Kenzie got into foul trouble, could not go that first half for a lot of that. And so you got some standout performances, especially from Andrew Taylor. And Tavion Kenzie, when we talked to him Saturday, he was absolutely happy that his guys were able to go and play without him. He was he genuinely wasn't like mad that oh okay they don't need me it's oh good those guys can go and here's what he had to say for the most part you know i'm just i'm, I'm happy for my team I, I i i love the way that they played i love the way that they carried us into halftime and in the second half um it was a hard fought win we, i think it was two hard fought wins that we had this weekend but um that second half it just showed how much fight we have we, we, we don't never give up you know we 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 go hard and practice every single day and i, I think it helped us a lot in that second half and the herd got two games on the road, one two on the road, which is very hard to do. And we're talking about Texas State and Arkansas State. This wasn't just a a hop, skip, and a jump over to JMU or Old Dominion here. This was Texas State and Arkansas State. And Andrew Taylor was happy that they could get those two on the road. He that was not lost on him. Uh, I mean, you know, it's our second game on this away trip, and we're going to come away 2-0. Uh, it's hard to do, you know, in any conference that you got two away games. But, uh, you know, we came in today, and we said we're going to have energy, and we did the whole game. We started off good, you know, got them, got them down about 10 points at some point. We let them come back, and obviously went to OT, but we battled out, pushed it back out, and won. I'm just proud of the guys for, you know, just keeping fighting the whole game. It, it did go to OT, but I thought at that point Marshall – just flipped the switch and put it away. It took Marshall a little time, but Marshall flipped the switch and put it away. And that wasn't lost on Dan D'Antoni, not just the fact that Tavion came out and had a great second half and overtime, just the way that the team played, especially starting with Andrew Taylor. You know, that whole game with Andy Taylor, that first half, Andy was unbelievable. He, he took over we didn't have Tavion. Didn't have enough scores on there. That's one of the reasons I played David. Looked down and we didn't have enough scores on the floor. And so uh, tried to quit down and use David, get some scoring on the floor, then tried to rotate a little bit back and forth with Hanlogged and then David, get the defense the way we wanted it, and then offense the way we wanted with David. So I uh, thought Andy was terrific. Uh, Cam's doing what Cam does. He's full spread, hit a bunch of shots early. And uh, a good team. They pull together and, you know, they find ways to win. Dan D'Antoni on the victory. Marshall now 17 and, uh, let's see, the Thundering Herd are 6-2 and two in Sunbelt, 17-4. and four. And they get the victory on the road, dropping Arkansas State to 9-12, and 1-7 and in Sunbelt play. Arkansas State has now lost seven straight games, all in Sunbelt play. Thundering Herd got to feel pretty good about itself right now. You know, someone else has got to be feeling pretty good right now is Tony Kemper. We'll talk about that when we continue. The women get a victory at home at the Cam Henderson Center. And we'll get your text in as well, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304 
888-825-8255. And just a reminder, we've got a new way for you to engage. You can go to our app. You don't have it now. Go to our website, wrvc.com, download it. And then you can send me a shout-out. I'm going to ask you questions now and then. I'm going to see if I can get you to use our app. Brand new feature that we're using. We haven't used it yet, so we're going to do it. It's going to be slow, I'm sure, but it's going to be a way for you to actually be able to uh, maybe voice your questions a little bit better. So you can text in. You can also use the app and send us a shout-out, however you want to do it. All you have to do is go to our website. It's free, and you can get the link to the phone store of your choice. You can also get all our radio station apps uh, here's the best way to do it. Again, I'm trying to make it easy for you. Because sometimes we've got the game, and sometimes we're not going to be able to have the game because we've got something else. Like, say, for example, the Bengals over the weekend. We had the Bengals. We had the NFL. We had all of that, so we couldn't carry the Marshall game on Saturday because of the NFL. And it was on 93.7, the dog only. So, well, you want to listen to that, right? Well, you can search. This is the easy way I did it early to get all the radio station apps. I just searched Fifth Avenue Broadcasting. And I got all the radio station apps, so grab the ones you want. Get the 93.7 The Dog one, grab ours, listen to the Marshall games on your phone. If you don't have a radio that you can take with you, you can take us with you on the phone. And it's an easy way to do it. So just grab our app, and we've got that shout-out feature that we're going to be trying soon. So it's a way for you to, you know, I might have questions for you sometimes uh, throughout the day, and uh, we'll play them back during the show. And, of course, you can always text, again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Now, it was a good weekend for Marshall because on Saturday, the men get the win in overtime on the road against Arkansas State. How about the Marshall women? Down by five points, going into the fourth quarter, you're thinking, okay, here we go. We've been here before. Can the herd make one of those patented runs? Can Marshall get it done this time? Well, yeah, Marshall got it done this time. Marshall went on an 18-4 run, took a nine-point lead, won the game 53-52. Abby Beeman, in the final seconds, great job, got the ball, stole it, playing thief out there. And Marshall now is 3-5 and five in conference play, improving to 10-9 and nine on the season. So congratulations to the Herd, Tony Kemper and his squad, and Abby Beeman. She's been pretty, pretty good so far for the Thundering Herd. And then let's go to the transfer portal while we have a moment. It... It giveth and it taketh. And here we are in the taking mode. Now, Shadid Ahmed knew he was in the portal. Well, now he is going to play for Texas State. So he's the second Marshall player to transfer the Texas State this offseason. And, you know, you got linebacker Dan Foster, who's the other one. So Shadid Ahmed, second player, heading to Texas State. So what's Texas State doing taking the herd players? What do they got going on at Texas State? So that's where we stand now with the transfer portal. And, again, the transfer portal will give you and it will take from you. And I know some of you think that it's ruined college sports. For others, it gives teams an opportunity to be competitive right away. The problem is sometimes you have to focus on the transfer portal now as much if not more than the high school ranks. Because once upon a time, I'm showing my age, once upon a time you would go and you recruit a kid and then they would come to your school, and you have them for four years. And then over time, it's gotten easier for kids to transfer out. Now we get this transfer portal, and it makes life so much easier for players who would 
honestly, you know, have a hard time to, to get out of a bad situation or just want to test the water somewhere else. From our text line, would love to hear the band more in the cam. I love walking in years ago and hearing them pregame up until tip and let them play songs that Marshall fans know and can chant with. Several timeouts, the director was looking to play when the crowd would respond, get rid of the DJ. So you would like to have no DJ, just the band playing, and that's it. That's where the music comes from. It comes from the band. I might have to say I'm okay with the DJ, but... I would like to hear the band as well because it's college. It's a college game. When I think college basketball, I think the pomp and circumstance of college life, college athletics. You go in, the band's playing. And honestly, the only thing that I don't like the band's doing, and you might like it, and we are we are here to agree to disagree, I don't know if I like the band running and doing the, the every time they shoot a three-point shot and make it, the band running over to put the three-point indicator there. Because I'm sitting there trying to watch the game if I'm a fan in those front row seats where I paid a lot of money, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, three or four guys or whomever they send over, three or four members of the band, run in front of me and run in I know, maybe, maybe most people in those sections are not the get-off-my-lawn type. But that's the only thing I don't like them doing. But I would like to see the band be a little bit more of an integral part of the game day atmosphere because it's college. It's college. And I would like to see the band be a more uniform part of game day. Seriously, I, 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 would, I, would, make this, uh, I would make it something. I would, I would go the extra mile with the band only because I'm big on uniforms. I'm big on the the band looking like a uniform band. I'd have really nice. Uh, I'd, I'd have them in khakis and uh, a uh, and a uniform shirt. And if the herd's wearing white, they're wearing white. If the herd's wearing black, they're wearing black. If the herd's wearing green, they're wearing green. I would, I would make it match. I mean, you've seen other bands. You've seen Kentucky. You've seen other bands. You've seen West Virginia. They do it upright. They do it big time. I would like to see the Marshall Band involved a lot more. Now, with that said, I don't mind the DJ. Sometimes I like to hear the DJ throw a a, a quick beat. I mean, who's going to play Apache when you have the uh, the timeout? Who's going to play Apache? If you stop playing Apache at Marshall Games, then I riot. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.